You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of games and comics, but of classes. A journey into a wondrous land where boundaries are that of nerdism. It's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, nerd is the new sexy. Nerd is the new sexy. Hello everyone, welcome to once again, Nerd is the New Sexy. I am Wildfire One, with me is... Always me, Sunray. And we got a special guest today. A very special guest, actually. Say hello there, Sofiso. Hello everyone out in Nerd is the New Sexy land. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you heard us us talk about him. This is is Wild's father, uh, Sofiso. We've heard heard us mention before in the, the Halloween episodes and things like that. And he's here today to talk about the Twilight Zone. Gotta love the Twilight Zone. Yeah, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing show. Popular to this day. You know, something I grew up on. Something you, you they tried to emulate. You know, much later on, and it just failed. I, and we, we're not even sure why. I mean, I have my theories, but we'll talk about. Yes, that. Yes, we'll get to that. that point. And... But uh, as I, as we were gonna, I was gonna say, this is episode number ten. This is the boss episode. Welcome <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the big boss episode. That's why we have our very special guests here. Well, I guess. We'll start out with uh, Sofisto. What 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 is your basic influence from the uh, Twilight Zone? Basic influence. Yeah. What, you how did how did the show from? influence you? Like how what did uh, what what did you what did you get from the show? You know, when you were younger and whatnot. Uh, it's uh, it basically it makes you think that all things are possible. You know, if you watch any of those episodes. Especially for the first time, you never know what's coming around the bend. Yeah, Sunray said something about, you know, or you said something about they tried to emulate it. Well, they did have a, a fairly decent, a fairly decent um, movie that that they made. Yeah. Uh, you know, in that in the uh, early '80s. Oh, that's right, with uh, yeah. with yeah, a lot Dan Aykroyd and all that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Want to see something that's really scary? Yeah, that was yeah. a good yeah. opening. I, I can't, yeah, I can't, we'll never forget that opening because I remember, I, I, I want to say they were in a truck of some sort, right? And I remember yeah. the Midnight Special was was playing, I believe, Yeah. on yeah, the radio. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd looks over and he goes, hey, okay, okay, you want to see something really scary? All right, you ready? You ready? Which mm-hmm. which is great because, you know, I think, was, wasn't that kind of after the Ghostbuster movies? Uh, it may uh, have been. I, I, I actually, I think it was before that. Oh, okay. I think it might have just been just a little before it. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to say it was after, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, and I could be wrong too. I'm not sure. It uh, it it was definitely it was it was a pretty good one. They uh they basically almost every one of those um, cuts from that movie were Actual from episodes. the original. Yeah. Yes, from the original uh, series. Which is amazing. So, and I'm glad you mentioned the movie because I almost completely forgot about the movie. I'm, I, I I was scared. You know, I, was, I didn't want to like not mention it. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. What about you, Sunray? What's your what is your what is your take off of what do you get from you know you know growing up and watching the old Twilight Zone movies and episodes and stuff like that? Uh, for me, it, it was mostly the, the interest, just the the oddity of it all, uh, and the way that it all played out at the end, how how everything kind of came together for, for the conclusion of the story, the uh, the pacing of the storytelling itself. I, I absolutely loved it, and just like like Savisa was saying, you, you never really knew. You you might have it figured out, and then all of a sudden there's there's a nice little twist, and you know it, 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 it the show even started with. Hey, guess what? We're gonna fuck with you. Yeah. So you're, you know, you knew something was gonna be up. It was just that, okay, what is gonna be that reveal? Yeah, uh, that that was actually pretty amazing. My, me myself, I will have to say that it was almost the first version of the Shalomalalalala movies. M. Night Shalomalala. Now I say that the, the good ver- the good version, yeah, the good version of you know back before he started sucking. I see dead yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. back when he was that good. When he was that good, you know, back when. <laughs> He had Haley Joel Osment to lean on and stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, th- I want to say that it, it was like basically. I think a lot of people who write movies with twists nowadays are basically. I want to say. I want to say ripping off, but get a lot of their musing from that series. Because yeah, of, and they did it right. Yeah, they did it they right. Really did. They did it right, and they did it great. And the reason 
and I'm going to quote you on this one, a reason why the show is so popular is because it, it plays off our basic fears and instincts. Yeah, and uh, that's what kind of makes the show timeless. You know, you look at you look at a lot of the other shows and stuff like that that come out now, they date themselves really easily, either with the way the characters talk or, you know, the references they make. That, and yeah, yes, I mean, references yeah. is the big issue nowadays. Yeah. yeah. You know, in Twilight Zone, there are plenty of times where the guy will ask, you know, how much does it cost, you know, for the tank of gas? And the guy's like, oh, $1.25, you know, for the tank and he's like oh wow that's outrageous for the tank and yeah it's like okay yeah that's funny but y- you look at it you know it's stuff that plays on you know basic human emotions and fear you know the fear of isolation the fear of uh, um the unknown oh the yeah. fear of being you know put to the side and being you know th- the fear of being Probe. analyzed of being probed <laughs> yeah being the, the, probed. yeah 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 you know. uh the fear of being the last man on earth who loves to read books. Yes. And yeah. Glasses. I had uh, time that. now. That is such, and that is probably, I would say that was, that's probably besides the whole nee, 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 nee. That is probably one of the most iconic ones. Oh yeah. That, yeah. that they ever made because everybody will reference that one. Oh yeah. All the time. Movie there shows, was time now. There was time now. <laughs> it's it, not fair. Yeah, there was movie <laughs> shows, you know, it was on Family Guy. It was there's a lot of different it's a Futurama yeah. has parried it several times. Yes. Yes, you know, and it yeah. it's it just goes to show, you know, here's like a, g- a good one that was kind of timeless too was the one that William Shatner was with, with the Gremlin on the wing. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, they actually copied that one in the movie. Movie, yes, they yep. did. One of the okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to the movie real quick, and I'm, one of the scenes. Uh, tell me if this is right. One of the iconic scenes in that movie was, uh, was the the one where uh, okay, of course, the one where I think it was a young um, Seth Green. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the one with Anthony who would send people to the cornfield. No, no, no. They was, did a follow up because they might, followed up on that one. I might be t- I might be thinking about one of the other later movies too because I think it was what yeah. two different movies at the time. Uh, I think uh, the only. Was, yeah, I, I know there's one for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, there was one Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone movie, I think. And okay, that was it. I can't, I can't necessarily remember, but there've been uh, so many other movies though. Yes, but, well, yeah. the one, I, well, the one, the one iconic one that, that I, and the, well, of course, the one I was talking about before that was, uh, uh, was the railroad one. You guys know what I'm talking about with the old man mm. in the railroad? It could, it might could be, a, it might be a different the one. The old man in the railroad. Yeah, with with a young Seth Green. In it, he was like the kid, and uh, his his grandpa like was talking about the railroad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't I'm, remember. I don't remember maybe, that one being in the yeah, movie. Maybe I'm no. talking about like maybe I'm talking about like the Outer Limits because it's it's hard. The to, Outer Limits is another. Yeah, another, another one that's kind of along those lines. Well, what yeah. about the, the, what I was getting to was actually this. The one with a kid that can basically make everything he thought came to life. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I thought that was the one with the... Yeah, and he kept sending people to the cornfield if they weren't yeah, nice I think people. That's, that, you I might think, be right. I yeah. think that's it, where uh, the school teacher meets him in the, in the yeah. restaurant. Yes. And he's playing a game, and she yeah. he he makes it look like he she ran into him and well, so he takes she'll take him home and meet his yep. family. Yes, that's it. And this is what yeah. I this is what I remember from this is what I remember from the movie. And I remember and I I know Sofisto could probably probably back me on this. I remember the ter, uh, Tasmanian Devil coming out of the television. Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember being a kid and that scaring the living shit out of me. <laughs> that thing was horrible. Yeah. Like it horrifying, was, it it was horrible. Scary. And you know, he's like sitting there, and I didn't even know. It was, I couldn't, as a kid, I didn't even make the reference that it was a Tasmanian devil. I just thought it was Satan himself coming out of the television. It was <laughs> yeah. Horrible. You remember yeah. where we saw that for the first time? Where was the? Where did we see that? I want to say like one of the drive-ins, right? Or the drive-in. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of the most iconic. I I keep thinking about when I think about that movie. That's the scene I think about, and I remember a young me going, "What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> what's this? Oh no, am I gonna pee my pants now? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know that that then that the movie did its job. But anyway, um, let's talk about our favorite episode. For me, I uh, I I think for me the 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 my favorite my favorite one is a toss up either between the obsolete man. 
or I'm trying to remember the name of it. It it was the one where kick the can. That mm. was the name of it. The one where they where the old guys you keep talking. You know the reason kids are so young and they're happy is because they play and we forgot to play. And he yeah. keeps trying to convince all of his friends to go out there and they start playing kick the can. That's and then a all good of a sudden, episode. yeah, all the old people except for the one guy who was like fighting against it is like kids again. They all go running off in the woods. That, yeah, but yeah, that's one of the, one of the ones they copied in the uh, the movie, movie too. too. That's yep. right. Yeah. yeah. But what I love about the obsolete man is. Again, Twilight Zone is so timeless. You you can take pretty much any of the episodes out, change the dollar amounts, change the the clothing, and and it applies today. Yeah. And for those of you who don't don't know that the the one I'm talking about, the obsolete man is, and, and I know we say we don't get political and stuff like that, but. Basically, well, this is what the is the subject? Yeah. So it can be political. Yeah. It's political yeah. on the show. So yeah, the obsolete man is basically liberal Marxist paradise. Yeah. The government controls everything. It's all based off of Marxism. There's no more books. There's no more entertainment. It's only what's given to you by the government. They decide what it is. It's completely totalitarian. And the state just issues out death for anything that is obsolete. And they decide that this guy is a librarian, and so they don't need a librarian anymore. He's obsolete, and he's set up to be killed because he's not producing as much as he's consuming in this society. Yeah. And what's really cool about it is the guy says, okay, I'll tell you what. I will get to choose my own means of execution, and I want it televised. Well, since religion and the Bible and everything else like that has also been been outlawed. He says, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to read my Bible and wait my execution. Oh, by the way, the door's locked. You can't get out now either. <laughs> so the, the, the guy who I think is like just the chancellor, basically the spokesman for the thing, he's trapped in there and he, he eventually breaks and basically tells him, for the mercy of God, please let me out. And he goes, well mercy of God, I will let you out. And so then the Chancellor ends up being brought up as an obsolete man because now he's calling out for mercy of a God that they they say don't exist and he's not allowed to believe in, so they end up attacking him too. <laughs> and it's just, it really is one of those warning things. Yes, it may seem a little bit overboard, but this is what some people want to drive to. And it's really very close to Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. And it, in that aspect, but I, I love it just because of the whole, because, you know, I mean, I'm pretty conservative and and, you know, and stuff like that. So it's kind of one of those, haha, yes, this is one of my biggest fears. You know what? One of the things I liked about the show, and we'll, I'll, 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 ask, I'll ask you, Sophisto, what your your favorite episode is after this. One of the best things about the show is that it was just like, in, in, in a way, it was like Star Trek. It was actually shoving, like, it was like showing you stuff that you probably shouldn't have seen at the time. Yeah. You know? And you might not think about. That you might not think about. But it was doing it in a witty, kind of like, like back backhanded way to where yeah. like <clears throat> this is the politics that are going on we really we really don't talk about this you know god bless america blah 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 but at the same time it's like look at what could happen you know oh, yeah so it that that's cool anyway <clears throat> that's one of the things i do i do like about the show you know there it was really witty writing um so sofisto what was your favorite episode i I think it's an episode called After Hours, and it's about uh, this old, um, she wasn't old at the time, but she, I think she died several years ago, Anne Francis. Mm. Yes, yes, the After Hours. Right, a beautiful yeah. blonde lady who goes back to this department store, and there's some strange happening. She doesn't quite understand what's going on, and, and uh, she tries to leave. She can't, she can't get out, and so finally, at, at the end of the show... Um, and she doesn't know why, you know, everything seems strange to her there. But at the end of the show, uh, one of the one of the mannequins comes alive and basically says, no, it's your turn to stay. Somebody else gets to go out. And then she realizes that sh she was a mannequin and <laughs> she yeah, at the store and somebody else gets to go out and spend, I think it's like a month or two months or yeah. six months or something like that out but uh, yeah it's it interesting um yeah that, that's an actually yeah and i think that it plays on your fears of being stuck somewhere you know yeah you're stuck you're alone there's no explanation you're confused you're in a dark confined area yes mm -hmm. so mine my favorite one is probably a good basis on my fear of flying yeah. <laughs> and i can't remember and i love flying i can't remember <laughs> the name of it, it it's, the, it's the gremlins one the one where yeah you know, oh yeah shatner, one. shatner you know he's on the plane and he keeps telling there's something on the way and no well, one will believe him. There's something on the wing. There's, yeah. Look, there's something on the wing. You know, it, it, it's, just, it's out there. It's out. Look, look, gone. Yeah. 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 Gone. So, yeah. You know, and of course it's Shatner, especially at his at his heyday. You know, when he's when he's you know he was very young then. He's, he's, yeah, he, he's real young. He 
He's got smooth skin. Yes. He's got, he's got that hair. body. He's uh, all of his hair. You know, he's no, built no, pretty no. like a pretty big boy. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he is Shatner as you see him as Kirk. I think that one's called the uh, Nightmare or Terror at the ter- 20,000 feet. That's what it was. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's, it's, yes. nightmare. it's Nightmare at 20,000. Yeah. Yes. It's a it's a classic, and they did that one in the movie too, I believe. Yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. So it was it was a very beautiful one, and, and I'm torn between that one, and I can't remember the other one. I had another one in mind when you were telling uh, the one that you liked, Sunrise. Uh, but yeah. but that that's definitely my favorite, you know, the – the you know the the and of course this isn't Shatner overact you know and yeah. I'm probably gonna get like I'm probably gonna get a few like cat's heads in my um in my mail for saying that Shatner you know <laughs> Shatner doesn't overact yeah Shatner does overact yeah he acts all, all the time so <laughs> you know. <laughs> Was hey, it? Anybody who can make a spoken word rap album, <laughs> or, now, or sing yeah. Rocket Man, Rocket, rocket. Man, Man, <laughs> he's a Rocket Man. Well, he's been he's been uh, the captain of a starship uh, in the future, and he's been T.J. Hooker, a cop. Yeah, oh, that's right, he was T.J. Hooker. Yeah, yeah. He, that man has ridden a lot of hoods. He <laughs> was in charge. Of, I think he was a lawyer in charge of some a bunch of lawyers and another. Yes, Boston and, Blue or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Boston Legal. Well, you know, yeah, Shatner's been in a lot of stuff and he's done a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. And you, you can see like his acting got better yeah. throughout the years. The, the and I'm gonna go. Of course, we're a little sidetracked against the Star Trek movies. He got a little better, but anyway, that that's an episode all its own. The Star Trek and Star Trek. Yeah. Movies. Right. Anyway, um, there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful episodes. You know, we can go on and on about all the episodes, but uh, yeah, that that's my favorite one is the the Gremlin on the Wing. You know, the Nightmare at twenty, what do you say, twenty five thousand feet or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nightmare at twenty thousand feet or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. That's what you want to talk about references. There's a lot of shows that reference that as well. You know, that's and you know, I I hate to be generic and be like that's my favorite because it's one almost everyone remembers. But that's yeah. the one that actually stood out to me the most, and it it actually played on my fear of heights. Yeah, there you go. I'll tell you what one I, I hate the most, and not because I think it's a bad episode. This cemented for me the uncanny valley and my hate for lifelike-looking dolls. dolls oh. the, the living doll. Whoa. The talking Tina, or the talky Tina, I think is what it was called. I hate that episode so much. I To this day, I can't watch it. I, huh. It freaks me wow. out so much. Mm. My name's Talking Tina, and I don't like you very much. That was like, oh, creepy. Oh, hell no. Mm. Hell no. That was a creepy episode. Yeah. I don't like you very much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you better be nice to me. You know, or when he's when he's sawing her in half and like getting, and she's just laughing at him. It's like, oh, stop! Please stop! 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 <laughs> but that's a you know that's kind of a normal fear to play off of is an inanimate objects that look like they're watching you. Yeah, and you ha- and you're powerless to do anything about yes, it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So then it, you know, and of course it gets even worse once you know the an- inanimate objects are talking to you. And like, yeah. like acknowledging you and like, hey, I hate you or I don't like you very much. Yeah, uh, you're going in the fire, talking Tina. Welcome yeah. to hell. <laughs> yeah, and then it just keeps coming back. And it just and keeps, it keeps uh-huh. coming back. <clears throat> so yeah, there's oh yeah, there's just you know there there there's been there's been a lot of like I want to say they remade it in the '90s. The show? Uh, I want to say it was the late '90s, early 2000s. I believe it was Forrest. You mean the movie? No, the, no, uh, the TV show. The t- it was oh, very short lived. Yeah, what happened was the Outer Limits came back, and I want to say it was the second or third uh, season of the brand new Outer Limits. And it was doing okay. It was yeah, and and Outer Limits was doing was doing pretty dang good, and so they brought in the new Twilight Zone. And I want, like I said, I want to say it was Forrest Whitaker was the uh, was the new guy doing it in Rod Sterling's place. Yeah. I think it only ran for one season. I didn't enjoy it as much as the original. And not because, oh, this isn't Twilight, this isn't a, this isn't the same as the old Twilight Zone. It, it's all in color, boo. Mm-hmm. I think it was ju- it was missing those core elements that the Twilight Zone had, where it was like that, where it played off the basic human fears and everything like that, and instead was just a twist ending. Yeah, there was a lot of sexual references in the 90s one, and that, I think that's... Yeah. 
you know, yeah, there was a little bit of like hidden sexual agenda in the older ones, you know, but they, because they couldn't just um, put like look right. titties like yeah. you know like they can do in the nineties. Well, yeah. and the one that the one that I remember the most, and I forget what the name of it was. I think it was like a tree, a tree for you, or 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 something like that. And this family moves to this to this community, and they see someone across the street planting this tree, and the parents are all sad, and they're like, oh well, you know, your daughter daughter would have loved it and everything like that. And you find out that there are very strict rules for the children so it was basically a place for parents to come who had bad kids and if they did bad enough they would kill the kid and use them as fertilizer in the tree to remind everybody else to, to and it's like okay yeah. that's interesting but that's that's just a cruel thing that's not like the twilight zone where things are happening all weird and it, then it stops and you find out that one guy's from venus and one guy's from mars yeah, you know or there's a mannequin like, yeah it's or, or they're a mannequin there's or no twist ending it was yeah just, or like yeah, like the one from like the Hitchhiker, where that that lady's driving and that she keeps seeing this guy beckoning to her. Yeah, and she's almost dying, and it's death. Death is literally following her. Yeah, that that is a terrifying thought. That and, and terrifying reminder. Death is always there, one step with you. Yep, and at any moment, it's your time. Well, that's what I think was missing from the. Uh the newer shows was that it, the twist ending wasn't there you know yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a group of writers that work together and they do amazing but then you're gonna get if you're gonna try and remake it you gotta kind of get the same same like-minded people together to write the same kind of scripting and what they did is they changed it they just they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't go with that whole you know this is what this is the norm and guess what this is at the end and this is the shocker this is your point this is the point where it's just gonna freak the hell right that freak you right the hell out and that was the issue they were just like oh this is the problem bam it's in your face the kids are turning into fertilizer because they're bad and we hate them that yeah it's just like that's just cruel that's not a nice twist that's not a cool you know human fear to play on it's but if you think about in the 90s especially around that time there was a lot of you know that that friday 13th series they had yeah those all those series that were kind of like eh, you know they were trying to be x filesy and uh, and, yep. yeah, and they, but you know, you watch that, and and that's what it is. They're trying to be X Filesy. They were trying to they're they're trying to reboot these shows, but kind of go off like what they know is going on. And that was the, I think that my problem, my my personal opinion is what killed the show. And and now now just to be clear, we we understand that Twilight Zone didn't always do stuff like this, but it was it was those unknowns little twists that it's like, oh hey, that's an interesting take, like Probe Seven over and out, or the the one where the guy lands on the planet and he's sending messages back and forth and he finds out that his planet was destroyed and he ends up meeting that alien woman and she says you know he says well what do you call this you know and she says earth and you find and it turns out his name is adam yep you know it's like oh okay maybe that's an adam and eve type thing going on here it it makes you think and uh was that was the the one where there was like a, a bunch of them in a room and each one like was su- was from something different. One of them was like oh, an astronaut. Oh yes, um, five characters in search of an exit. Yes. The soldier wakes up and they're in this metal container, and it turns out they're all dolls. Yeah. And the ringing that they're hearing is the guy ringing the bells for the Toys for Tots. Yeah. Type. Right. Yeah. That is yeah. freak. That is genius. That is genius. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it is. You know, it's stuff like that that really just blows your mind. And the end, you, you, the whole time you're like. You're 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 rooting for him. You're in there. You're, you're outside. You're outside this television. You're rooting yeah, like, for him. Please, I hope oh, you I get, hope out. You get are out. They, are they okay? Are they really in hell? Are they? Yeah. Are they dead? Are they that's in, what they were saying. They we're in hell. Yeah, One of them they even in hell. said, they, "I think we're yeah. in hell." And they couldn't get out. And it turns out, you know, it, it turns out they're in a box for like, you know, uh, it's I I want to say because. I want to like say the Salvation Army. Yeah, Salvation yeah. Army. Like People were putting toys in, and that's yep. why more of them kept appearing or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you know, oh, it's just so. And you would, or or how about that? How about that other real famous one? To serve man. Oh God, to serve man was a, <laughs> is an epic, and that's and that was the one I was gonna say was my second yeah. favorite. Yeah, to serve man is one of the best episodes of Twilight Zone yeah. ever. I love the approach on that one too. It's not just a normal storytelling. It's a guy. You, it starts off with the guy talking to the camera. This is how I got here. Yeah. You know, and then that whole, it's a cookbook. <laughs> it's a cookbook. <laughs> it's a cookbook. This art, man. It's a cookbook. Yeah. They want to serve us. They want to serve us. Yeah. Didn't they have uh, like a bunch of people in line to get on a spaceship? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, the, the basic premise is, you know, they thought that the, the, that these aliens were here to help us to serve yeah. to serve us 
Well, it turns out they were here to serve us for dinner. Yeah. It's a cookbook. To yeah, serve. nice little twist right there. And I mm. think that's why Twilight Zone get, gets it better than Shyamalan. With Shyamalan, now, some of his movies are, are really good. Like, Sixth Sense was good. Yeah. Um, Unbreakable, I actually thought was was a really interesting take on the whole superhero, supervillain thing. Seven so I, I think, okay, it is very understated, and I think it is phenomenal. And it really plays on the whole, kind of like the Twilight Zone. It's what it's why I think why I reminded I liked it so much because it was one of those instances where it was like it goes against your sense of uh, what do you call it free free will versus fate. Yeah. Okay. That you you are who you were born to be and you don't have a choice against it. It pulls upon that fear. Yeah, mm. that fear that that you are you are set in the way that's going to be and you are screwed if you don't like it too bad. All right. Okay, that and, makes sense. and you can't change and that's yeah, you it. Can't change well, it. look at yeah. look at the sixth sense, you know? You know, spoiler alert people if you haven't seen it, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't? Yeah, seen that? Well, yeah. the sixth sense the whole time you're following, you know, oh shit, Bruce Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis, Willis yeah. character around thinking he's a cop, you know, basically looking Not into a, cop. Well, a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. Damn it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He's a psychiatrist trying to help this kid in the long run. The kid's trying to help him because he's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is a, that right there is the basic premise of any, any Twilight Zone. At the yeah, end, Yeah, and what I like this. about, yeah, and what, what was really cool is the way they pulled it off too. Because afterwards you start thinking about the movie and all the times it makes sense. Why didn't he open the door? Why wasn't he contacting his wife? Why, his Why wife didn't he go, yeah. Directly, you know. Yeah, all those things, and it's like it—it it reminded me of Twilight Zone, and so did so did uh, uh, Unbreakable. What was that movie where they're all in a freaking like in that town, and they can't wear red, and they can't cross the oh uh, or some shit? Yeah, uh, oh, uh, you're talk, the village. You're talking about the, the village, village was the most yeah. horrible movie ever created. That movie. <laughs> It had some. It, it had some moments, though. It had I, some I liked potential, it. but yeah. it just took think, a couple of wrong think, turns. For a second, yeah. think of the shittiest movie you've ever seen, like ever, ever, like the movie you'd hate to see again. Like you'd amputate Lady your in left the water. Test- <laughs> yeah, you'd amputate your left <laughs> testicle, like did not see it again. Okay, well, this movie's worse than that. I hate Water, that movie. Waterworld? Oh, yeah. Waterworld, yeah, exactly. Waterworld yeah. is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm a dude with gills. <laughs> yeah, one of the you know what one of the other episodes I just remembered was, and I I don't remember the name of it. I'll, I would have to find it, but the entire time you see this lady, and all of a sudden these little aliens are like showing up around her, and she's like chasing them around, and you find out that the aliens are actually the United States Air Force. Oh yeah, this planet. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, that, they were that, a little spot flying saucer, and it was it was Cloris Leachman was a yes, a young, young Cloris Leachman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, and that's another thing. A lot of stars at the time, a lot of stars that we watched grow up to be star, you know. Yeah, yeah, and especially from the movie. Stars later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twilight Zone launched a lot of careers. Like I said earlier, Seth Green, you know, was was the was a kid in one of the shows. Richard Matheson. Yeah, Richard. A lot of great names. You know, you even had, again, you even had, you know, a few episodes had William Shatner. I think a few of them even had Nimoy in it. Yeah, I mean, hell, Anne Francis and, you know. Burgess Meredith was in two or three of them. Yes. And they were just, it was an amazing show. It had an amazing, you know, if they brought it back. And with the same act, well, not the actors, but the same kind of, yeah, the same actors. Maybe, maybe the only one that's still alive is freaking uh, Kirk Shatner. Yeah, Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, if, go. You wanted, if you wanted to see any of the other actors, you'd probably need a shovel and a lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Shatner. That would be a Twilight Zone all of its own. You know, if Shatner, yep. if Shatner replayed that like Nightmare at twenty thousand feet, he'd probably have a he break a hip or have a heart attack or something. Yeah, you know, the gremlin did be too realistic. Oh, you'd hate to see yeah, him dying he, like that. Oh, I'm dying. Oh God. Now, what's really funny is when Rod Serling made this, he said five years after the first season, no one will remember who I am. Yeah, he's it wrong is 2015, about that. and New Year's Eve, the sci-fi will be playing back to back to back to back every episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah ever mm-hmm. again yeah they have yeah. been doing this since i was a child i remember always seeing it on like new year's eve or fourth of july you know stuff like that and it was every single twilight zone ever made we well, you know where else you can see it right well who netflix uh, netflix you can watch it on netflix yeah and wow. I'm, I'm gonna I, you're, you guys are gonna hear me i've been watching netflix. Back it again i'm gonna whore netflix on this program i'm telling yeah. you i love netflix i should give you money yeah, yeah, they, right. they should, damn it. <laughs> and remember, guys, we we are we can, we can't give you any kind of discount code because we are not sponsored. We're, We're not just, sponsored. Yeah. 
I'm just telling yeah. you what's good. Just like when we we do our nerd tech review, it, what's good and yeah. what's not good, what we think is what we think works out for Their us. Their opinions, works out. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it's so funny because I was talking to my wife, and she's like, you know, I, I never really got into Twilight Zone. It always kind of freaked me out. She goes, but I remember this one where the guy was selling death, all this stuff, and kind of distracting for the little girl. I said, oh, that's like the second episode. Yeah. For the angels. Yeah. I said, yeah, that's like the, literally the second episode. I think it was the first official because where is everybody? Um, also, it's which is based off of the, yeah, which is the, the pilot. And it's based off of The Last Man on Earth. Now, hilariously, in that episode, he actually walks by that book, The Last Man on Earth, yes. which is what it, it's uh, Robert Stevens is the main is the main actor in that one, or is yeah. the director for that one. And he, he walks by an entire rack of that book. Yep. And I just love at the end where you find out that the entire thing was a hallucination. And it was about, because remember, this is 1959. Man is still dreaming about going into outer space. Nobody had really gone to the well, moon yet. it's still sci-fi. Yeah. At the time. yeah, it's science fiction at this point. Yeah. Wouldn't go to the moon for another 10 years minimum. Yep. And it was about how long it would take with the current technology and that he snapped after, you know, so many weeks of being in there by himself. And it, it was really cool. I remember watching just going, oh, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah the show, the show goes off a lot of our fears and it's beautiful for that reason um yeah it's uh i just yeah you know it's funny i mentioned i'm going off topic for a second but i mentioned the pilot episode you know you know it, it's a lot of the reasons these pilot episodes aren't really known is because the the show gets popular much later on you know That's like true. like a good example would be uh i said what's said star trek or we all say star oh, trek yeah, star again trek. no one knows yeah. who captain pike is Unless no. you're a really big fan, right? Sofisto? Unless you're a Trekkie, yeah, Unless or you're some a Trekkie. Amount. You know? yeah. Apparently the guy was the actor was good enough to die for our sins, but not good enough to sleep with green women. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jeffrey Hunter. Jeffrey yep. That's his name. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. He was green women though. I, I, I think they got Kirk and Kirk or not Kirk. Uh, Shatner. Kirk took Kirk, yeah. yeah, Kirk took him. He took the bullet on that yeah, one. He he took had, the yeah, yeah. Every every decent looking woman, uh, gal on any of those shows, Kirk. Kirk, Kirk. Yeah, you know, and every so often, every so often, like Spock would, you know, get go through his go through his Vulcan ho- hormone moment. I need you to know, off, again off topic is. Yeah. Is uh, is Star Trek? You know, the first interracial kiss was between Uhuru That's and right. Kurt. That's right. Yeah. This was I remember that caused woman. a big stink. And this wasn't a yeah, it woman. did this was cause a black a, yeah. woman. With, yeah. 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 It did cause a big stink. How dare he do that? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the southern, some of the southern states back in the day, they you know, people did <laughs> get upset really about, about, it, about that. Yeah. But you know, it, it's just, it's just, you know, something that started a bunch of other stuff, which is cool. But yeah, that then that's in it back, right back to topic, and that's pretty much what uh, the Twilight Zone did. It started us thinking. It started the watcher, the viewer, thinking and going, "Hey, we could yeah. write about something like this," and it didn't. You know, much later on, you get shows like Shamalama La Ding Dong, and you know, from him and all the good ones, at least. Like I said, the other ones don't exist. You know, and yeah. in fact, right now he doesn't exist. He just he disappeared. And he went to the Bermuda Triangle because yeah. he sucks. <laughs> God, yeah. M Night Shalomanon, whatever his name is. Fuck, yeah. Ugh. I keep fucking his name up because I really can't pronounce it, guys. Yeah, Shalaman. it's hard to pronounce. M Night Shalomanon, whatever. Yeah, I can't pronounce it, so I just keep fucking his name up. But uh, Shalong along, Shalomanon, Shalomanon, okay, yeah, Shalomanon, whatever. I think that's how you pronounce it. Whatever. I think you're right. Yeah, he's he's a douche. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) M Night Shalama douche. Yeah. So ah, he's okay. He's just he's just had a hit and miss type of problem. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the other things I really liked about the Twilight Zone was was the more mysterious ones, mm-hmm. like the uh, the one where every the, the the plane lands and there's no passengers on it. Oh, that's a good one. And everyone starts seeing different tail numbers and different interiors. Everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with this plane, what happened to it, and you see the guy out on the runway and. He uh he goes running back in you know to you know to tell him because everybody around him disappears and you find out that he's just been obsessing over this for like ten or fifteen years yeah. and he can't let it go so, or or hmm. how about the one oh god what was it it was called the mystery of flight um I think I know which one you're I don't think it was the last flight I don't think that was it the Odyssey of Flight thirty 
3, I think it was called. The one where the plane was going back and forth in time. Mm. Um, that one had a real famous actor on it as well. well didn't uh, they use that in the movie? Didn't they have that one in the movie? No. I don't think so. No, they did. Yeah, it's a retelling of the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. Movie. Okay. Um, they were trying to they were trying to land the the plane at at JFK, which back then it was called Idlewild. Mm-hmm. And he kept trying to kept trying to uh, uh, call call in, you know, say, hey, this is why John Anderson. Ah. Yeah, John mm. Anderson was that was the captain was Captain Farver in that one. And yes, I did have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Again, another real famous actor for those of old old enough to remember. You know, people know exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one was really cool. Uh, they they used stock footage from I want to say it was uh, um, it was an old dinosaur movie. Um, Oh, and they used it like, yeah. They, it was the old like stop motion stuff. Yeah, it was it was a T Rex versus a Stegosaurus, and I know the older f- film buffs will know the film that I'm talking about. But that one was really cool. Or how about the one that the Simpsons? Well, the Simpsons have parodied a bunch of them. Yeah. But the one where they found that little tiny tiny civilization on on the on a on a planet, and he started like, and it was the two astronauts, and oh. one of them started acting acting out like crushing them saying you know the, we'll make them obey we'll make them worship us like gods yeah yeah that one was really cool um, but yeah I, I just I love the ones where that that, that make you think that kind of make you wonder you know what what's really going on well it puts you it sets you on a, a emotional events that make you think you're going one direction and then jerks you to the left and no this is what's yeah. really happening you know like you know yeah. this is it's a cookbook or this is a uh, this is a box they're living in you know that that's then that's that's the kind of stuff that the show would would do that would just really yeah. get your attention and that's what makes yep. it so fun to watch now now this is the next topic what is the difference between that show what makes that show so amazing as opposed to shows nowadays which you know are supposed to be kind of thrilling you know or whatever what's the difference what what makes it so uh what what's the change from then to now which because that show is so old it's still freaking awesome yeah i mean literally to this day i will hear teenagers go when something weird happens and it's like wow that was a show in 1959 that came out Mm -hmm. and people are referencing it because it's still that popular it's got that staying the show is even even almost past our time son right oh it's yeah you know the only reason we know is because it got big and it did a lot of reruns you know what i mean yeah but you know just like i love lucy and all that but yeah it's just it was it's it was it's amazing it was a good it's a good show and like you said yeah people these kids are referencing it teenagers and people going nee, 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 nee. of course because you know some of them don't even know what that really means they just because their parents were doing that exactly yeah. or they seen it on movie or so or tv show yeah. Yeah. or something like that but uh what makes you think that what's the difference between then and now what makes that what makes that show stand out more even now than some of the other shows like the newer shows uh Mm. you know i i gotta say one it's the intelligence of the writing the show does not talk down to you when the reveal happens or and you figured out the characters understand when you do it's not it's not like the well what how do you not know what's going on, you idiot? Everybody else watching the show knows what's going yeah. on. The characters don't know what's going on until you know what's going on. Yeah. And it's like like we we're talking about uh, at the beginning of the podcast. It plays off of those basic human human emotions and fears: the fear of being alone, the fear of being isolated, the the fear of being different. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God! And, and, we, and of course, you know, with that, we can't forget that one where you know, uh, Eye of the Beholder, where she is beautiful, but everybody All else right. is ugly. That's another good so, one. Yeah, yep, that's yeah. another good one. Yeah, so she is ugly because everybody else is beautiful because they all look the same and she doesn't. Yeah. It's that, you know, wanting to fit in the, but never being able to. The standing to. out kind of yeah. feeling. Yeah, and you don't it. want to stand out, but you're forced to. Yeah. So you're highlighted. You're in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at you. It's not like people like me who, you know, in the middle of a crowd will start, you know, jumping up and down and waving and talking to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. where you want to be the same. You don't want to. You just want to be normal. You can't be normal. What about... And, and then it fucks with your understanding of normal yeah wow everyone's so ugly she's gorgeous no she's not she is the ugly one and that makes you think what makes her ugly what makes what's yeah what is beauty what is and that's i mean it's the name of the of the episode eye of the beholder Mm -hmm. so they were gonna send they were gonna send her to another planet where everyone looked like her yeah exactly yep (laughs) so sophisto what do you think makes the show stand out now as opposed you know 
later, much later on, as opposed to some of the newer shows. Uh, it's like like somebody said, it's the writing and uh, and the surprise that everybody gets out of it. Just like like he said, you know, um, and the pretty good acting. Mm-hmm. You know, they had yeah. some. They had you know um, very good actors and in, in Jack Klugman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, anybody like you guys were saying earlier, any anybody that you can think of from that era, pretty much in some episode of the Twilight Zone. Okay, Let's... and sometimes multiple. Like Shatner was yeah. in what three, maybe four. I know Shatner he was, was in... in a few. Yeah, he was in that one where they're in the uh, uh, the diner, the diner, which is another yeah. good one. You know, um, now my my take on it is this: what makes it so interesting nowadays. And this is just my personal take. A lot of people might may disagree with me on this. Back then, they didn't have to put sex in everything to make it interesting. They couldn't. That's true. They couldn't. Or violence. Or violence. Well, it was a little of violence, but it was not as much, and it was not gory as it like was. It today. wasn't the main theme. The thing is, today, the problem with today as opposed to back then is today everything has to be sexual for it to be popping in people's heads, for people to watch it on television. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm also guilty of that because I'm you know, a child of the time. But, you know, I'm, I also grew up with, you know, stuff like the Twilight Zone so that I, I also have a love for that. But, you know, I think that back then you didn't, back when they were making the Twilight Zone, you know, the worst you can get was a kiss from somebody, you know? Yeah. Now it's cleavage and a big ass and, you know, yeah. dick sucking yeah. lips and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like 50 million shades of gray. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah see, and it, that's the thing. Somewhere down the line, as opposed to then to now, the, people realize sex sells. And, you know, we're going to just, we're just going to advertise the shit out of it. And it's on televisions, it's on movies, it's on, it's in radio. You, yeah. It's everywhere. You can't go anywhere without some sexual reference. Oh, it's almost over the top you know borderline over the top because that's the society we live in today and i'm, I'm getting border i'm actually going borderline political with this and i'll, I'll stop before i go any further but that's that's <laughs> well, uh, there was a lot of po- politics in in twilight zone and oh, i don't yeah. think i don't think a lot of it was any was any more left or right than any of the other episodes it was just a it was neutral be careful it was neutral but it was like anything could go wrong which is yeah. beautiful which is the beauty of that show and that's and but that's what i think is wrong around is the difference between it and today there's a there's a much more like subtle subtle nuance but the same yeah. time it's in your face you know yeah, yeah well yeah that walnut's been cracked already so how you can't hardly go back eh, you yeah, got a point you know? too but i mean if you think about it you could you could i mean who's to say you can't make a uh um, a nightmare at 30,000 to 20,000 feet too you know who's to say they can't rewrite it and if it's not written right or if it's if it's written just right it could be just as good as the first one. It could be. Yeah, yeah, but, but the problem here, here here's the here's the problem with that. Look look at look at the new RoboCop, look at new Toro Recall. Yeah. Well, you but know it, how I feel about you know, the, how yeah. the, re- the remakes. It, it it's because people today who who saw that stuff goes, "Oh, I can do that and I can make it better." Well, that's the problem. It, no, you don't have the skill, you don't have the understanding, you don't know what made the original so so fun. Yeah. You don't know yeah, well, that's why it was good to begin with. That's the issue. If they just changed it up, you know, like you said, RoboCop. RoboCop was a dick-in-the-face kind of movie. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, it, <laughs> I, I've been using this term a lot lately because I've been playing Star Wars, is it was Lucas. Yeah. Lucas mm-hmm. did does not know why the original Star Wars was as good, which is why he fired that director mm-hmm. and decided, oh, people wanted to see the special effects and everything else when the original director said, no, it's the characters and the storytelling and the relatability and he says no that's not it you're fired well okay let's talk about (laughs) you want to talk about you say that it's funny that you say that because look at in the 90s how many times he released the the original trilogy with different changes with subtle changes you know more graphics new this new that it's like lucas that is not why we like that movie to begin with you know and then and then you got the, the the that awesome and this is you're gonna hear me talk about this if we ever do a star wars episode but the the worst thing they put in that movie and this is a few years recent, uh, yeah. let's say like five, ten years recent, was that 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 part of the scene, the scene where you know Vader picks up the uh, Emperor Palpatine and throws him down, and it's quiet. He's sitting there and he's thinking, and you could tell he's like contemplating. And you don't have to see a facial expression; you know that he's fucking torn. Okay, yeah. what what they added was when he picks up fu- Palpatine. You're no, no, no. Yeah. You don't need that. You don't <laughs> need that. Okay. It actually spoke more that he was. So conflicted, even while he was doing it, that he didn't see anything. That he just picked him up and threw him off. And this is a this is a pet peeve of mine too. And this is you guys, 
nerds, nerds everywhere. You know, you're probably gonna hate me for saying this. I love you guys. You, you're you're probably you, all of you listening and such. They're your brethren. My brethren. That's right. But this is this. But please stop arguing about who shot first. It, you know, the, the what matters is what's in the original script. Okay, you want to say, oh, Han shot first. Oh, Guido shot. It doesn't matter. It's a fucking movie in the long run. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get some cat cut, cut off cat heads in my bed for this. But it, yeah. guys, it's a movie. Let it be. A little little sidetrack rant on my part, but uh, a lot that uh, there's a lot of beauty in um, subtle nuance and some not not so no, subtle in uh, uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. And uh, because of that, we love it. What about uh, what about you know uh, what okay, you know I, I'm kind of losing my brain here. Um, what what else can we talk about when it comes to the show? Well, there's the there's the notions of when when it would make you wonder what was actually going on. Wh- whether the like like there was one where the guy takes the uh, takes all the mannequins home because the wax museum was going to close and people start showing up dead in his basement that he would have over. It's really left you. Uh, um, it's called the new exhibit. Ah, uh, I remember I remember now. It's called the new exhibit. And basically, what happens is like people will come over and they want to shut off the air conditioning or his wife wants to you know you know is getting all upset because he's keeping these things and it's costing them a fortune yeah and she ends up dead and he it kind of suggests that the wax figures are coming alive That's but then at right. the end it might actually have been him because now he's in display as as a serial killer that's right mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know that that's that's another cool thing about the show. Again, I, I keep saying this, but mm. it keeps you thinking. It keeps you guessing. You don't know what some of these episodes. You don't know what the real truth is. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Or the or how about that one where the astronauts land on the planet, and they're trying to radio home and they can't, and they get off, and everybody's like frozen in time, and it turns out that it's a graveyard. The uh the the key the basically the groundskeeper who's this robot tells them you know i can i can send you home sure is that is that what you want and they're like well yeah that's what and he's like okay well you're all dead and he's like well we can't be dead and his logic says well no this is a great place for dead people so if you're here you must be dead yes. and then it shows them at the end radioing home with, with their voices and the rockets thrusters are going off and then it shows him like dusting off the exhibit that begs the question were they dead did the robot kill them? Yeah. You know, so it's like, it, it leaves it up to you. Did it happen or didn't it happen? Were they really confused? Were, was that just their spirits and he was talking to their ghosts? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? A, you know what? A, mo- a movie that came out a little later that kind of, th- I think, kind of had a lot of influence from the Twilight Zone. What's that? The Frighteners. Yeah. You know, there did seem to be quite a bit of uh, reference in that. Yeah. There was quite a bit. Of, you know, it's funny. Oh, you know, the Michael J. Fox thing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. A, it, yeah. it was, I think there was a lot of. Uh, references to the Twilight Zone from the Frighteners yeah. and the show, yeah, the show, that movie in particular was good. But yeah, the Twilight Zone. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, if you're too young to remember or know what the Twilight Zone is, I suggest you guys go watch it. It's an amazing series. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, I think I think all five seasons are on Netflix. Yes. I, I think they are. The uh, the series is great. Uh, it just because it's in black and white, don't down it. It's black and white, so what? Yeah, and honestly, it like I said, it you laugh at the amount of the prices it talks about. Like, uh, um, it wasn't a stop in Willoughby. I forget what 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 the what the episode's called, but the guy ends up breaking down. He goes to the mechanic and says, "Oh yeah, I'm from a town just up the road." And he goes back, and he, it turns out that he's back in time, mm-hmm. like actually watching his youth. And he keeps fucking things up for himself, and he asks the guy, you know, for a for a soda for a um, an ice cream sundae or something like that. And the guy tells him, "Oh yeah, it'll be a nickel." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's funny, but okay. So just imagine that the guy said, you know, five five bucks or something like yeah. that for this thing. And yeah, I mean, it it's really good. It's valid even for today. It's the messages and the writing that you should be a pay- paying attention to. The acting is actually really good. Um, there are definitely some things that have aged. Oh yeah, like there's. There's one episode, and again, I forget what the name is off the top of my head. But the guy and this guy and the woman wake up, and they're in a bedroom that they don't recognize, and they think that oh, they got drunk at the Christmas party and they crashed. And he keeps blaming her. Oh, you're a woman. You can't drive. This is all your fault. Is this so the one where they turn out to be like toys in a dollhouse or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It turns out that yeah, that the, the little alien girl who looks human's father went to Earth, got got her those pet, got That's them as right. pets. But again, it plays on that. 
And you think it's like an ice? It plays on that isolation fear and everything else, and then that the fear you know, of the that, unknown. Yeah, the fear of the unknown, and uh, yeah. And so I mean, there's some things like that 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 still are kind of. It's kind of like, wow, that's that's a little sexist. Yeah. But well, it, again, at, at the, the time, time, it was it was a different time, a different place. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The another thing I will say is that you know, in a world as we live live and breathe nowadays in the world of cgi yeah um the graphics for the time were pretty well thought out yeah and a lot of times they they used practical effects like they actually got a lion in the jungle yeah uh, the episode the jungle they they used real drums when the characters were on scene they used you know they used giant sets to make people look small because Mm -hmm. i don't think at the time monochromatic screening which is known as green and blue screening what was was a huge thing at the time well blue screen was actually a very it was it was used but it wasn't used like we like we know it today yeah they didn't have the budget on the show yeah to, well, to do it and so what they would do is they would use force per- perspective where they would have actors stand out in the distance yes. and they'd have someone stand closer to the camera to make them look giant and stuff like that and it's it's all very very well, practical it still looks good i mean you can tell some of the graphics but come on well their version look of, at, look at, yeah look at a lot of the movies today you go that's fucking graphics their version of blue screen was this a projector going on a white screen in the background yeah portraying a back like background going by and they did that a lot for like car scenes and or yep. like chases and stuff like that for like you know yeah. it you know, cowboys and Indians. And correct me, am I am I wrong, Sofisto? I think that's right, right? That's about right for what they did for special effects. Yeah, I, th- I think so. So yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. It, even though you like look at it and you're like, oh, they're not going that fast, and it didn't look like the guy just turned, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the car. <laughs> but uh, you, you'll you'll just you just gotta ignore that stuff and pay attention to the story because the story is what matters. Yeah, and you will find out where I would say ninety percent of the references when people are trying to do anything eerie or they're doing something that's like why I don't I don't get it like on Family Guy, The Simpsons, everything like that. You you will see the reference where they got the idea for certain episodes or skits because it is the Twilight Zone. Oh, the, yeah, the Twilight Zone is extremely well known. It's just yeah. You can't. It's it's pop. I want to say pop culture. I think is that the right term. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely popular it's definitely culture. Pop I mean, culture. even like we like we we're saying, even till today. Yeah. Amazing show. Amazing writing. Affirmative. Just, yeah. Affirmative. Yep. <laughs> just, just timeless. Just timeless. So I think we will end the show at that. Uh, Sofisto, do you have any more words you'd like to say before we go? Nah, I think it's all covered. Okay. What about you, uh, Sunray? Go watch it. Go watch it. Watch them all. Well, yeah, watch all of them. Gotta you watch will, them all. You will not be disappointed. So and you'll see stuff that you forgot about and, it, yep. and be reminded of how good the show is. Yes. Now, once again, you can see it on Netflix. I believe they have all the seasons. Yeah, I think they have all five. All five seasons. Uh, yep. You can go check it out. And, and uh, yeah, definitely give it, uh, you know, whatever, how many stars it's got. Give it like a whatever, as much if you like yeah, it. Or yeah, give it, I, I would say just give it max. Yeah, just it's give it max. Good. It's that good. If yeah. not, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Some people are out, some people are out there to have a different taste of a different culture. So, yeah. or different You know, type, just so. real quick too. I, one of the other reasons I think it's so good is Rod Serling, not only the writer of a lot of the episodes, but the host, the guy had class. And he's got one of those voices where you go, eh, I can listen to that. Yeah. The opening alone mm-hmm. is iconic. Yeah. The, yep. open, oh. the opening alone, which we spoofed at the beginning of the show, yeah. uh, the opening alone is iconic, you know, and the music that... It's everything... Yeah. All right, guys, that's the end of episode 10. I hope you enjoyed it. This is definitely our first boss episode. You can expect the mini boss episode on episode 15. We're not... I don't think we're sure what we're going to do just yet, but we'll come up not with something. Yet. Not sure. Not sure. Uh, might do Star Trek. Might do Star Wars. Yeah, we might. We might do something like that. It's going to be interesting, which is going to be cool because I'm actually, you know, Samantha, right? Uh, Sofisto. Yeah. I'm going to introduce. She's never seen Star Wars at all. What? Never. No. No. Uh-oh. I'm going to introduce. I'm introducing her to the first three, and then maybe like the next three after that. But I'm I'm still trying to figure out if I want to do that or not because the <laughs> last three were horrible. But uh, with the exception of watching Anakin burn that made me happy yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck you christian adenson or whatever your name is yeah <laughs> yeah all right everybody that that has been episode 10 the first boss episode yeah. uh definitely like we were saying definitely go out check it out uh good to have Sofiso here hopefully we have him on a future episode as well thank you yep all right goodbye everybody go watch it